Welcome to Women Living Courageously. I'm your host, Melanie Red, and we are so glad that you have joined us today. Today, I want to tell you about the funniest little girl. Her name was Mackenzie. She and my daughter were best buddies and both in the first grade. Every afternoon after school, Mackenzie would come over to our house or Emily would go to her house. Whoever did the traveling to the other's house would bring all of their toys with them. The girls were obsessed with these little toys called Polly Pockets. They were miniature dolls with all sorts of clothes, furniture, and animals. The favorite activity of the two of them was to set up little villages or towns with all of their dolls and animals and clothes and houses. The setting up portion would sometimes take over an hour to get things just like they wanted them, and then they would begin to play. Often, after playing for a little while, the girls would get into an argument because they didn't like the way that the other one was playing. On more than one occasion, I remember Mackenzie, the cutest little brunette who stood less than three feet tall, stomping down the stairs in our house. She would announce to me and to anyone else who was listening, I'm not having fun anymore. I'm taking my toys and going home. Her mother lived right behind us, so I would call her mom and say, the girls got into it again. Mackenzie's on her way home. Although most of us are grown, and Mackenzie is now as well, there are still days where we as women especially want to take our toys and go home. We don't like the way other people are playing. We don't like the way they are setting things up. We don't appreciate their choices or their decisions or the way they're treating us. These things can often lead us to become sad, discouraged, disappointed, and even sometimes depressed. So what can we do? How can we as women begin to adjust our expectations so we're not always so discouraged? A friend recently asked me this, so I thought I'd answer the question on this episode. For I believe honestly that we go through life either being constantly discouraged over something someone did or didn't do, or we learn to rise above and find hope. We live under the weight of our hurts, or we learn to walk on with joy and hope in spite of the hurt. It's one or the other. For most of us, we either choose to live in discouragement or we can learn to cope with our feelings of disappointment. However, it's very hard to do both at the same time. So how can you and I begin to rise above today? I want to give you three ways to adjust your expectations so you can enjoy your life more. For our text, I chose Philippians 4, 11 through 13, and it says this, Not that I was ever in need, For I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. As women, we can learn to cultivate more contentment in our lives and get our joy back. Here's how. I want to give you three very doable, very simple but also very challenging items, suggestions for you and for me. I know these things have challenged me, and that's how I can share them today. I haven't gotten to the place where my expectations are perfectly adjusted at this moment, but I am growing in this area, and you can too. Honestly, it's not my desire to live as a woman who's always mad, frustrated, or upset over something someone else has done or not done. It's my desire to have joy anyway, no matter what. And maybe that's your desire too. So here we go. First, to adjust your expectations, change them. Change what you expect. This suggestion comes from my friend Lori, who adopted a precious special needs child from another country. One day, as we were talking about some of the changes in her life after the adoption, she shared the most profound thing with me. 
Lori shared that she had changed what she expected out of this adopted child. Rather than expect her special needs child to be just like her other two children, she changed her expectations for this little girl. She set different goals. She expected different outcomes. And she allowed this little girl to be who she was meant to be. And she shared that it has made all the difference. For you and for me, we have to do the same thing. We have to change our expectations sometimes for how we look at life. It may be that you wanted to live in a certain neighborhood and you weren't able to afford it. What if you could change your expectations and begin to like the neighborhood you're living in, that less expensive neighborhood? It may be that you hoped your husband would take a certain job. He didn't. And so you live with less. Can you change your expectation and learn to be okay with what you have? Pastor Adrian Rogers once said, lack of wealth cannot take away genuine contentment. It could be that you need to change your expectations in your job or with your grown children or with your grandchildren or at your church or in your neighborhood or community. I have a great example to share. It's an excerpt that was written by a lady named Emily Pearl Kinsley. It's called Welcome to Holland. She is a mom of a special needs child, and she was asked to describe what it's like to have a unique child with disabilities. This is what she shared. I am often asked to describe the experience of raising a child with a disability, to try to help people who have not shared that unique experience to understand it, to imagine how it would feel. It's like this. When you're going to have a baby, it's like planning a fabulous vacation trip to Italy. You buy a bunch of guidebooks and make your wonderful plans, the Colosseum, Michelangelo's David, the gondolas in Venice. You may learn some handy phrases in Italian. It's all very exciting. After months of eager anticipation, the day finally arrives. You pack your bags and off you go. Several hours later, the plane lands. The stewardess comes in and says, welcome to Holland. Holland, you say? What do you mean Holland? I signed up for Italy. I'm supposed to be in Italy. All my life, I've dreamed of going to Italy. But there's been a change in the flight plan. They've landed in Holland, and there you must stay. The important thing is that they haven't taken you to a horrible, disgusting, filthy place full of pestilence, famine, and disease. It's just a different place. So you must go out and buy new guidebooks, and you must learn a whole new language, and you will meet a whole new group of people you never would have met before. It's just a different place. It's slower paced than Italy, less flashy than Italy. But after you've been there for a while and you catch your breath, you look around and you begin to notice that Holland has windmills and Holland has tulips. Holland even has Rembrandts. But everyone you know is busy coming and going from Italy and they're all bragging about what a wonderful time they had there. And for the rest of your life, you will say, yes, that's where I was supposed to go. That's what I had planned. And the pain of that will never, ever, ever go away because the loss of that dream is a very significant loss. But if you spend your life mourning the fact you didn't get to go to Italy, you may never be free to enjoy the very special, the very lovely things about Holland. That's the end of her story. But I know for you and for me, we often end up in Holland in the different seasons of our lives, and we must change our plans and our expectations. We will survive if we learn to let go of Italy, whatever Italy is for us. And by the way, I've been to Holland and it is beautiful. So here's the first action. In order to adjust our expectations, we have to change them, and we have to learn to be okay with where God has placed us. That's called contentment. A second thing I want to encourage you to do is to lower your expectations. Expect less. My friend Joy shares this suggestion. 
especially in relation to holidays and birthdays and special events and our children. Joy expressed it to me this way. She said that she used to expect everybody, all of her children and grandchildren, to come for every holiday and stay all day and celebrate just like she wanted them to celebrate. When they wouldn't, she found herself disappointed. So she lowered her expectations of her children and her grandchildren. Rather than expect everyone to be there, she hoped, prayed, and invited them all to come. Then she enjoyed whoever showed up. Another way she lowered her expectations is that she would tell herself if they stayed for a whole hour, that was better than nothing at all, and often they would stay a lot longer. She got to enjoy them more because she expected less. I'm not suggesting you expect less out of life or less out of God, but I do think that we have to quit being so hard on other people and expecting them to fill our cups and make us happy. I know I do, and maybe you can relate today. So what might this look like for you and for me? Well, it may mean that you have to celebrate a holiday or a birthday, not exactly on the date of the holiday or the birthday. It may be a week later, a day later, a different day. If you will lower your expectations, it will get better. It may be that when you want to take a vacation for a whole week, your husband can only take off for a long weekend, and you learn to enjoy the long weekend. No, it's not a full week at the beach, but you're still enjoying time away. It may mean that you're going to have to learn to enjoy spending $25 on secondhand clothes rather than going to the department store, getting online, and spending $125. You're still spending $25 and getting something new. Lower your expectations. It may mean that when you have your birthday party, you only have two friends to celebrate with you instead of 10. That's still two friends celebrating with you. What if you could learn to enjoy the two, even when you wished you had more? What if you and I lower our expectations today and learn to enjoy what we have more than what we wish we had? I'm not saying this is easy, but I do believe it is life-changing. I've been trying this in my life, and things are better and full of more joy. I just don't expect so much from people anymore. I've lowered my expectations of others and found great peace, and you can too. There's one last thing I want to suggest. This comes after you change your expectations and lower your expectations. Are you ready? This is the third and final thing. A third way to adjust your expectations is to give them over to God. Really give God your expectations, your desires, and your dreams. How do you do this? There's a wonderful little verse in the Psalms I want to share with you. It's Psalm 16, verse 5, and it says this, Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. In the common English version, it says it this way, You, Lord, are my portion, my cup. You control my destiny. In the complete Jewish Bible, it reads like this, Adonai, my assigned portion, my cup. You safeguard my share. And in the Good News translation, it reads, You, Lord, are all I have, and you give me all I need. My future is in your hands. Here's the truth. God promises to take care of us and our lives and everything that we care about. He guards us. He maintains all that is ours. He promises to provide all we need for life and godliness. He dearly loves us and wants what is best for us. He is so good to us. So why are we always so upset? So why are we so upset? Why are we always pitching fits, losing our joy, and living depressed and being disappointed? Can I suggest that maybe we are making other people and what they do and don't do our God with a little G, rather than putting all of our hopes and expectations on the only one who is really Almighty God? You and I were created with a vacuum deep within us that only God can fill. Listen, even if you had a million extra dollars today, you would not be fulfilled. 
Even if your husband or boss or best friend did every single thing you wish they would do, you would still not be happy. Even if your children and grandchildren came to see you every day of the week and called you all the time, you would still not be completely satisfied. Even if you took an amazing vacation every month, it would not be enough, although it could be fun. (laughs) Even if you could redecorate your house or buy that new car, it would not ultimately make you happy. Why? You see, we were created to only completely be satisfied when all of our expectations are found and met in Jesus. Here's the bottom line truth from Psalm 62, verses 5 and 6. The Bible says, My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. Do you want to be unmoved, more solid, and more emotionally stable? Put your expectation in Jesus Christ alone. Push in really close to Him and tell Him, Lord, I'm tired of being disappointed with everybody and everything. Would you help me to find great joy and satisfaction as I press in close to you? Let me go back to the beginning. I started by telling you about my daughter's friend, Mackenzie. She missed out on a lot of fun playtimes and left often because she got so frustrated with her expectations that things had to go a certain way. I think we do the same thing. And my prayer today is that we would change our expectations, lower our expectations, and give our expectations over to God. Today, let's make Him our great expectation. He always over-delivers. Would you pray with me? Father, I pray that we would trust you to fulfill the desires of our hearts more than we ever have. Let us, in everything that we hold on to, would you let us let it go and let us put our hope and expectation in you and in you alone. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Before we go, I want to tell you about an encouraging new resource. You know, there's never been a more nervous, anxious, or challenging season in recent history than the one we're living in right now. With suicide, alcoholism, drug use, and despair on the rise, today's women could use a big dose of hope and encouragement. This book is called Just Rest. It's a 90-day journey to find peace, calm, and soul rest. Included among the pages of this short devotional is an area to journal your thoughts and prayers while reading this encouraging book. And you can grab your copy now in our Love Worth Finding online bookstore. I've put a link in the show notes, and I want to encourage you to pick up your copy. Also, thank you so much for listening. We are so excited that our podcast is growing. New people are finding us every week. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast player. It really helps us as we get this ministry off the ground. And when you leave a review, you may not realize this, but it helps more people to discover our podcast. So thank you so much in advance. We appreciate you. And remember today, we are ordinary women, but we serve an extraordinary God who meets and exceeds all of our expectations.